The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and today my very special guest is Eric Saperson. Eric is a free spirit. I had the most fun moment meeting this man several months ago. Um, Eric likes to live in wonder. In fact, he named his own organization Live in Wonder, which is kind of interesting because it's more than an organization. It's actually a social movement, and he's the chief creative officer of this social movement. So I love this. You know, it's like there aren't no rules anymore about what your, quote, job is in the world. Very creative, very full of love and heart, and we're so happy to have you here, Eric. Welcome to Leading Conversations. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Glad to be here. So it's great to have you here. Hey, where are you today? Uh, today I'm in Seattle, Washington, with a beautiful day here. Uh, magical. I just flew in from uh, Maui. I uh, just gave a talk here in Seattle. Got another one tonight, and then I fly to Oregon next and get to go hang out at the Oregon Country Fair, which is probably one of the most wondrous things on earth. Oh, nice. Very, very nice. Now, you actually live in Hawaii on Maui um, for a lot of the time, right? That's where you call home? I do. I call call Maui home. It's so beautiful. So, all right, let's just talk about this whole journey that you have been on for several years. Um, you have had this opportunity to create something out of a desire to answer life's questions. And this journey has resulted in a development deal with Walt Disney Studios, an award-winning film, global lifestyle brand, really, a best-selling book, and you are a well-known and really wanted international speaker all around the world. So let's just go back and answer this question. Why? <laughs> you were, <laughs> why did you start this? <laughs> great, great, about? great question, Cheryl. Why? I think my parents are still scratching their head trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> You know, I, the why for me was really, I think, just growing up as a kid, you know, there's this idea of a calling and, you know, this adventure that we're supposed to be on in this world. And, and you know, people look for what that might be in their, in their reality. And for me, the simplest answer is that ever since I was just a little kid, uh, two things just came to me, and they were just the, my guiding principle. And it's just I love people, and I'm, and I'm a curious person. And I've just allowed that to be the rudder of my boat, and I've just been following that intuition. It's never, it's not always been popular. It hasn't always made sense to anybody except me. But I've just, 
followed that my whole life. And so, you know, when I was a wrestler as a kid, I was always, I, I knew the other team and I knew the other team's parents. And, and I just, I was always that kind of gregarious kid. And when I got into you know, college, I was a student body president and a fraternity president and resident advisor. I just always got interested in things and stuff, and people, and life. I was on the Olympic torch crew and worked with Special Olympics and just always got involved. And then when it was time to graduate from college, I just didn't see the idea of marching off and getting a job right away or going to graduate school, even though I hung out with all these people that were doing that. And I decided that I was going to take a year off and follow the Grateful Dead and work a ski season in Aspen. And <laughs> that would be... That would be really fun to do, and and I, you know, I could always get a job, and and I could always do that. But I wanted to just kind of trust my instincts, and my instincts were to take a year off. And I was really blessed that my mentor, who had been watching my college career, pulled me into his office and said, "Hey, you know, taking a year off and partying and playing is great, and you're going to have an awesome time, and that's really courageous of you to do that. But what else can you do on your trip to make life more meaningful?" not only to yourself, but to others that you might meet along the way. And, and from a dare from him, and it's such an amazing thing, how powerful mentors are and how powerful questions are. And that particular question literally changed the trajectory of my life because I thought about what I could do to make that trip more meaningful. And from a dare from him, I, I'm an avid surfer, and I went surfing and just started thinking about what I could do. And it just kind of hit me that you know, I've always wanted to live an extraordinary life. and you know, what better way to learn how to do that than to talk to people who are already doing it? I read this quote, you know, it said, to know the road ahead, ask those coming back. And so I just thought, you know what, when I'm not following the dead and working a ski season, I'm going to call up some of the most powerful people in the world and take them out for coffee. <laughs> and, and I think people thought I was nuts, you know, but I think being, being nuts, you know, I've been considered and thought of being nuts a lot, you know, for my whole life. And so when people think you're nuts, it's not so bad because... It gives you a wide range of behavior to take advantage of. That's and, great. And so I, I took off to go interview people, and I didn't know if I was going to meet anybody or what would happen, but um, I figured that was a good plan, and I wanted to talk to these wise people who get up in the morning excited and go to bed fulfilled and find out the values they live by and the struggles they've endured and what advice and counsel they would give to others to better prepare themselves for the road ahead. And I didn't know if I'd meet anybody, but... You know, if I met one person, it would be really cool. And I've been really blessed to meet lots of people. And as John Steinbeck wrote, he said, sometimes you take a trip and sometimes the trip takes you. And this trip has certainly <laughs> taken, taken me beyond my, my wildest dreams. That's really awesome. But, you know, I, I'm struck by your confidence in as a kid. Well, as a kid, I mean, you're, you're an adult when you graduate from college, but really you're still a kid at heart, right? Like the world is your oyster and you make choices. Most people are really stuck on, oh, my gosh, now I have to justify this college career by getting a really good job. And there are rules that define what a really good job is in, in society. And the fact that you had not only the creativity, but the confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to do this differently. And, oh, by the way, I'm just going to talk to these people who are wildly successful and well-known in the world. What was it like for you to begin to make those phone calls, to begin to try to connect with these people? Did they say yes to you right away? 
Uh, they did not say yes to me right away. I think one of the things that prevents people from going on great adventures is the fear of rejection. Yeah. And and the desire to look good and and to be liked. And I think those things really uh, uh, stumble and, and, and stop people from doing what it is that they really love. I think the world is designed in many ways to be a no. And I think that success comes if you're being tenacious and persistent and you can make powerful requests without taking the answer to those requests personally mm-hmm. and just be able to just keep speaking your possibility into the world. Another thing I think prevents people from being going on great adventures is that they, they people get judged and ostracized and, and, you know, and I think that that prevents people. And I think that when you do follow your dream, and you do what you love, I think that you've got to be willing to stand in that uncomfortable place of judgment where other people mm-hmm. can't, 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 they're scratching their head because they can't see what you see. You're, you're going down the path nobody else has gone down except the one that's calling you. And so by definition, if you've gone down a path like that, the rest of the world can't see it. And so they're going to judge you. They're going to miss the, they're, they're going to, the people who love you the most are going to try to, rope a dope you and bring you back into what they perceive to, be secure, to security, not out of malice, but out of love because they care for you. They want you to be safe. They want you to be protected. And so they're going to try to guide you back into the matrix, if you will. And right. the, the courage happens when you can, you can listen to all that fear and all that caring and all that love and still go, I appreciate that, but I'm still going to walk this path and I'm still going to do it. And then oftentimes if you, follow that path, success becomes retroactively. So after a while, you'll, you'll actually bring your vision into focus. And when it finally gets into focus, everyone around you, oh, that's what you were doing. But it won't, <laughs> but it won't happen for a while. I think it's yeah. in, in that space between those two, I think, is what many people fall. And I think mm-hmm. that it's super important to just trust your instincts and to live your life. Um, I also wanted to say that you, you'd given me a really nice um, kind of uh, hug a moment ago around being courageous. And I, I think that I, I, I have some of that, but I, I think it'd be fair to say that I, I don't think that it's totally courage uh, that motivated me. I, I, I think I was an insecure person like everybody else, not mm-hmm. sure where I fit in the world, where I stood in the world, how I, you know, I, I don't. I don't think I had all, you know, I don't want to appear like I had all the answers because I certainly didn't. Right. I, I think, you know, I grew up with a father that was crippled. My dad had a stroke when he was 28 years old that left him paralyzed on the entire left side of his body. And I came four years after my dad's stroke. And so I grew up with a crippled person having to drag half of a body around. And I watched his anger and frustration, his limitations in the world, his resourcefulness, his drive, his tenacity. And I grew up believing that there are no guarantees in life. My dad had, you know, was a, put himself through college. He had a, a beautiful wife, two other kids. I was the third, you know, that came later. He was the main breadwinner of my family. And then on a very young age, had his life ripped out from underneath him. And so 
and my mom became the main breadwinner. My dad became a stay-at-home dad who was disabled. And I mean, my whole world was different. And so when I grew up, I just didn't believe in guarantees. And I didn't believe in security. And I didn't believe that if I just did what everyone else did, I'd be rewarded. So there was, uh. there was an innate sense that I was going to live my life on my own terms. And I was going to do that. And so that was a driving force for me. It didn't, it didn't mean that I knew where I, you know, I, I didn't have deep confidence, but right. I, did ha- I did have the drive to, to live my life. And so that gave me the, the, the courage, I guess if it was courage, that gave me courage, but I, it wasn't like I was, you know, really, you know, I wouldn't say that I right. was completely in my own skin yet. I think taking the right. journey, meeting all these amazing people, figuring out some really powerful lessons around myself, my family, who I am in the world. I became wiser by taking the journey and got more confident mm. as time went on. So did did your father share with you what it was like to be to be him? I mean, you watched him simply move through his life and you watched the challenges and you watched some of the frustration and you watched his willingness to keep going. Did he talk about what that was like to you? You know, I don't, he, was, he didn't talk to me. Um, I guess he did. Like, you know, he shared his lessons with me. The thing about the journey that ultimately became the movie with Disney um, is, is really, it's a story about me calling up these amazing people and seeking wisdom from presidents of the United States and rock stars and astronauts and Olympians and, you know, all these amazing people. And I, and I, if I'm honest, I mean, I set off to go bridge a gap between young people and elders. And in the end, uh, the gap that I ended up bridging was between father and son. And after meeting all these wise people to get all this great wisdom and they gave me plenty, it was really my father and my family that really gave me the the foundation to take the journey. So the lesson that I really gleaned, gleaned from my father was, no excuses. You know, that's ah. something that, that I think, again, prevents many people from going on great adventures is that they make excuses of why they can't do it. And, you know, yeah. I think by watching my father, I learned that, you know, argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. And he was a guy that just made things happen. And, and he had to by, by just by sheer grit and gristle. And I watched him do that. And, and I think my dad taught me, you know, just, just to, to to, to not to finish, to finish what you start, yeah. um, you know, and to be committed. I mean, there's a lot of great lessons that I learned. I don't know that we sat down and chatted about them on the, on, you yeah. know, when I was growing up, but I think, you know, there's that great line that Mark Twain, he said, when I was a boy of 14, that was, you know, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly, ha- you know, stand to have him around. But when <laughs> I turned 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. <laughs> I think a lot of us have that experience. It's kind of fascinating. Um, and I'm sure that that has even, even increased more as you've moved on into your adult years. So I can imagine that there must be moments in your life when you look at these, you know, seemingly high expectations that you just move through things and you do what you want and you um, don't take no for an answer. Are there moments when you say, I, I don't want this. I, I don't want to have to be, you know, kind of superpower here. I don't want to have to power through everything. I don't want to have to st- 
stick to everything and finish it. I just want to not do that. Is there ever that sense for you? <laughs> you know, I I was for me um, left to Eric Saperston, like my own, just me by myself. I my, I like to watch you know TV. You know, I don't own one, but I love to just sit at, you know, if I can find a television anywhere, like I'll just sit and watch stupid TV shows. And yeah. I'm really kind of lazy and <laughs> and small and just, you know, kind of just kind of a putsy kind of guy sometimes, you know, and I just, I, I, I like to be that. And if I left my own devices, I think I am that guy. The thing that mm-hmm. enables me to do uh, my life is that I I can associate, I can I can attach myself to a higher purpose, and the higher purpose for me is what gets me out of bed in the morning. It is what has me be courageous. It's it, it, there's courage. It, it has me get on the phone and keep making phone calls. It has me do heroic things. Left to my own devices, I don't think I'm that heroic. If it's just me. Uh, I don't have anything to, to, to pull me up in the morning. But when I get connected to so, so the higher purpose was bridging a gap between young people and elders, and that was a super honor. And so that that is what enabled me to pull myself through. Now the gap I'm really bridging is, I'm you know, after meeting all these amazing people and realizing that wonder is such a great thing, and the people who actually get up in the morning excited and go to bed live in a state of wonder. They're living with a sense of awe and curiosity and gratitude and marvel and astonishment. Mm-hmm. They, they maintain their childlike curiosity and playfulness, and that, that to me, is success. And so those folks um, I'm, I'm now intrigued by and want to sit and talk to and bridge the gap between how are those folks, you know, how do they maintain keeping that sense of wonder and awe, and then how many, why is it so many people lose it, and then how can I bridge the gap between those two and, and help so many more people regain that sense of, 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 of wonder. And so I think yeah. that's, that's important. And then, you know, I'm just a guy making movies too. So on the flip side and the guy who's telling stories and the guy who's a speaker, I mean, the last four years I've been so humbled because I'm living off the grid uh, in Hawaii on an organic farms that are completely sustainable with people who are planting food and feeding people and harnessing their own energy and you know, harnessing their own water. And, and you know, I, I'm so impressed by them. I mean, I've re, it's redefined success for me. That success is being sovereign and being able to not need from a lot of people, being self-reliant. And so I'm hanging out with some of the smartest people on the planet who they know how to do all those things. And, 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 you know, I'm a storyteller and a speaker and an author and a, and a filmmaker, and I'm honored to be who I am in the world. But I, I look at the people I hang out with now and go, wow, those guys are geniuses. Those ladies are, are just pioneers. They're amazing. And so I've, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing my part in the world, but I'm, I'm super inspired by those folks and uh, grateful to be part of an amazing community like that. Well, we have more to talk about with Eric Saperson when we come right back.
market's up or down. Or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito and my special guest today, Eric Saperson. So, Eric, living in wonder, traveling the world, meeting uh, people that most of the world do not have access to. Um, name some of the people who you've interviewed. Um, um, President Jimmy Carter, the Bill Sessions, the director of the FBI, Jerry Garcia, the singer of The Grateful Dead, uh, Billy Crystal, comedian Henry Winkler, actor, uh, author Ken Kesey, wrote One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest, Jack Canfield, who wrote uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, astronaut Cap Thornton, uh, Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Well, that's quite the cross-section there. So, so you didn't really target any specific type of person or people who made a lot of money or people who were creative musicians. You went across the board. Yeah, my, that's one of the, I think one of the magic parts of this. I mean, I met with the you know the chairman of UPS and the founder of the Ritz Carlton to yeah. a rodeo clown uh, to a 98 year old environmental activist yeah. Yeah. to the last elder of the Upper Skagit Indian tribe to you know President Carter to you know, just it was such a for me it was really people who over a multitude of decades were um, happy uh, successful. Uh, in their own terms, so it didn't have to do with money or finance. It just had to do with they right. set off on a on a on a mission, and that they were they were they were getting up in the morning excited and going to bed fulfilled, and that they were respected and appreciated by all their peers for being great people, not just successful people. You know, I was, Ooh, I, I was, kind, of, I was kind of joked that I was in the, that 
and I still joke. I mean, I'm, I'm in the good people business, so I'll meet, <laughs> I'll meet somebody who's awesome, and then at the end, I'll say, hey, who else should I meet? And they'll tell me three other really amazing people yeah. I didn't even know existed. I love it. So who were you most nervous about asking to talk with you? Who was I most nervous asking to speak with you? You know, I, I wasn't, I, I was, I'm, I'm a, like a hunter, you know, so once I focus yeah. on somebody that I want to talk to, I really just kind of go on a hunt. And, and so I'm very, um, I'm very persistent and very clever about how I go after somebody. And so ah. you know, I, I start just telling, you know, the first thing, first thing I do is I start telling everybody that I want to meet somebody. Even I though I haven't, even though I haven't had any credentials to do it or know anybody, and but it's amazing. I mean, you're you know that seven degrees of Kevin Bacon is true, and so yeah. The more I start telling people who I want to meet, you know, you'll get judged, you'll get you'll get all that stuff. But someone's going to go, oh my gosh, you know, that's my cousin-in-law's best friend, you know, whatever. <laughs> and all of a sudden, somebody will know somebody, and that helps sometimes. Other times, you know, you just start picking up the phone and you just you know call the bottom floor of an organization and talk to whoever answers the phone and say, look, I'm trying to get so-and-so. And they're like, you know, they'll laugh and like, there's no way. And then they're great. Well, can you connect me to the next office and the next office and the next office and figure out how to get there? And oftentimes they're going to tell you no, and you just keep calling. And, you know, it took me three months of cold call, you know, cold calling every day to get to Jimmy Carter before he said yes. And I've been kicked out of, you know, I was kicked out of Steven Spielberg's office, and I was kicked out of you know, uh, you know, the, you know, the Nike head, you know, um, Phil Knight's office, and you know, there's been lots of journey, lots of um, adventures. You know, they're, they're all seem that to me they all they all feel like adventures, and some you get, some you don't. Um, I think to, to answer your question, like who was I nervous? I mean, when I met, I was really nervous meeting Jimmy Carter. That was the first time I'd ever met a president, and wanted to come across smart and intelligent and make my family proud. And, and I think that was, that was early on in the journey. And so that was, that was super powerful to, to sit with him. I think it was, um, I was really nervous to meet Henry Winkler, the Fonz. That was my first big Hollywood interview. And that turned out to be a game changer in my life. So Henry became a mentor and a friend and, Helped introduce me, helped introduce me to Disney and to Billy Crystal and to agents, and really, you know, became my, you know, my Yoda. Um, and uh, super honored. So there's just so many, but they were all just so great uh, and gracious and fun. Well, why do you think Jimmy Carter said yes to you? I think Jimmy Carter had no idea about me at all. I think Carrie Harmon his press secretary said yes to me just so that I'd stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> so the persistence matters. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's just that I, I think the way I'm, the way my brain sees the whole activity is that gatekeepers, you know, the one thing that powerful people have uh, that they don't have enough of is time. And yeah. so the gatekeepers are always protecting their time. Yeah. And I think that, if you call, if you call a gatekeeper, their job essentially is to gracefully tell you no, yes. and that's their job. And so you'll call and say, "This is my great idea," and they'll gracefully tell you no because that's really what they're supposed to do. And then if you wait a couple of days and call back, they're going to still tell you gracefully no. 
And then how long can you hang in there? How long can you, know, you sustain the nose and keep providing value and essentially eliminating doubt and being able to enroll that person you're talking to into the possibility that this is actually a benefit not only to yourself and to them. And again, it's, I think it's also important to note that, that, that the, the particular request is important. You know, just any request just to talk to somebody is, you know, okay. But, I mean, I was, I, I had a mission. You know, I had a mission yeah. to bridge a gap between young people and elders. I believed that our country was in trouble. I believed that there was this great collective wisdom from people who were actually living extraordinary lives who had gone through great, great depression. They had built them, you know, major organizations up from the ground floor. Uh, they were worried about the, 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 the level of our country. You know, they were worried about the, the, the me generation and the entitlement generation and the, and the people who were kind of cynical and resigned and bitter. I mean, so there was, there's a, there was a realness to my, my, my conversation and that I really wanted to, to get great clarity. I wanted to understand the universal principles that govern success. I wanted to, to know what these people had done to endure and what concerns and values and struggles and beliefs that they had to actually help our country. And so the request was honest, and I wanted to learn myself. And so there was a higher purpose that gave me the strength to have these uh, uh, um, ongoing calls and then it was a matter of just being able to be really clear with my language, be funny, be intelligent, share the wins that I was having. I mean, I'd call Jimmy Carter. They'd tell me no. Then I'd go do something else. And then I'd go meet, um, you know, Coretta Scott King. And then I'd call back and say, well, I just met Coretta Scott King. Can we interview you? No, I'm sorry, we can't. Then I'd go meet somebody else and come back and go, oh, I just met the chairman of UPS. And we went to a baseball game, and it was awesome, and it was really great. And this is what I learned. Can I now interview Jimmy Carter? No, I'm sorry, we can't. Then, I, you know, <laughs> then, I'd, 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 then I'd go away for a couple of days, and I'd call back and say, you know, I just, I just met this person and this person and this person. And, you know, and, and I was just able to enroll people you know, into this vision, and, and it was you know, success um, encourages more success. That is that's pretty amazing, you know. I mean, and it speaks to that core of who you are, which is that um, strength of staying the course. And most people give up pretty early in their attempt to make something happen. And um, in some ways, and tell me if you agree with this or not, but in some ways I think our society shapes um people's expectations around the, you really can't make something happen. Um, and if you do, you're lucky. Um, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of that in our society. And I, I, do you think, do you, do you see that in our society? You know, I just had a, um, an opportunity, and now I just, before I left, a teacher, a high school teacher, and it's such a blessing, but a high school, I, I toured with a, a musician, Edwin McCain, and we created this two-man theatrical stage show where we combined storytelling and music with a multi-platinum rock star and me telling stories, and we had done that for years, and it was super fun, and we did it for corporations, and we did it for universities, and, and it was awesome, and it turns out that this student, when we performed at UCLA, uh, 20-year-old student saw us perform and then got our CD and then ended up sharing it with her 50-year-old dad. And 
the dad fell in love with it just as the daughter did, and it bonded them together. And then the dad is a school teacher, and so he was teaching uh-huh. high school kids. And so then now he was using the movie, The Journey, and the CD as part of his curriculum. And then as a, as a class, he would have his students go interview people uh, and, and use what we had done to help students figure out their path in life. And he'd been doing this for years. And he just came to Maui on vacation, and he tracked me down to take, you know, to, to go out to lunch and to let me know, you know, the influence that we, we you know, that he, that the journey had on his life. And then when we had lunch, he shared this thing with me, which I thought was super insightful. And then, you know, he told me about this article that he had read that the, uh, was about the Karate Kid movie and how it ruined <laughs> our and how it ruined our lives. And and he shared this article with me, and he said. You know, one of the things that has been really unfortunate is that we're teaching children that you could be successful in a four-minute montage. Uh, and, and so he was saying that, you know, the, the Karate Kid movie, he was like, well, some kid who was getting bullied by a student, uh, then all of a sudden meets Mr. Miyagi, and then over a very small window of time, he does this training, and then all of a sudden, now he's the champion of this tournament. And that Rocky and all all these movies show this like colorful yeah. musical montage of that, and he said that it's now seeping into people's psyche where they believe it should be faster. And I think our world is all about instant success, instant money, instant gratification, and that people's yeah. perception is that it's supposed to be quicker. And so people are running around thinking they they're entitled to be successful if they just you know mm-hmm. are in there for a little while. And and the truth is is that. You know, they were saying that this, you know, the, the people that win that tournament, that, that uh, the karate kid, that the real people that win that tournament started training when they were six. And right. they worked two hours every single day until yeah. now they're in their teens. And these are the ones that have sacrificed going to parties, disciplined themselves around weight. They have worked out. They've done, you know, they've, mm. they've, they've those are the real champions, not the ones that yeah. meet Mr. Miyagi. And so... There is a level, I think, that our country is missing when it comes to, and it is, you know, to be successful takes a lot. My friends that are rock stars, you know, they, they played in some town where they became, you know, well-known in their town, and they're, they're crushing mm-hmm. it. They're crushing it in their town. But in order to become a rock star, they, they have to get into a van or a dilapidated Volkswagen bus, and then they yeah. go to the town next, next to them. And they'd have to go play instead of to eighty people. They'd have to go play to six people, and then and then they'd go to the next town and play to another six people. And then and then two months they'd come back and then play to fifteen people. And then they you know and then have to build it brick by brick. And so I think that there is there is a part of our world that wants it fast. And I just think you know one of the I met this guy Alex Cooley who's a the kind of the Bill Graham concert promoter of the South. You know, he was in Atlanta and he brought in the Grateful Dead and Jimi Hendrix and, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish and every, you know, artist that you can imagine, you know, Matchbox Touring. So even today, you know, every, every major artist he brings to town. And, and he had said, just remember, Eric, man, you got this good idea. And this is early on in the journey for me. He said, you got this good idea, but remember, man, it's going to take 10 to 15 years to become an overnight success. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, so, and so two things I'm going to advise you to do. One, go slow, like be methodical. Like don't be in a hurry and make decisions that are based on the long-term arc, not on the short-term kill. And then two, 
surround yourself with really smart people because it's going to be a journey. It is. It's a journey to be there. And so yeah. it took it took me, you know, four years to just. It took me it took me a year and a half to to set up the journey. It took me four years to shoot it. It took me uh, a year to watch all the footage. It took me another year to make the movie, and then mm. it took several years to go promote the movie. Right. And I think people don't have a perception of the of the amount of time it takes when they see you on the Today Show. So when they see well, you, on, you right. know, when they see That's you in right. the New York Times, you know, they they see your success, but they don't have the sense of the actual duration it takes and the and the consistency to purpose and the right. follow through. And I would say that was probably the most salient, one of the most salient things I've learned from all these elders mm-hmm. was to finish what you start. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk more about finishing what you start and starting something new when we come right back. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Escobedo with my very special guest today, Eric Saperson, the man who knows how to live in wonder. So, Eric... I love your story. Well, I love the way you're living your life. You know, I mean, I, we can talk about it in terms of being a story, but in fact, you are living it. And you're not just talking about it. You're being 
what it is. And I think a lot of times people who are, shall we call them gurus, uh, know what it takes to make some things happen or to live a certain way, but don't always have the capacity to live that way themselves. And you are seriously walking your talk here. Um, you know, I, I am wondering about you as mentor. You know, yes, you're a speaker. Yes, you, you know, share your stories in a lot of different ways and a lot of different media. Um, and I'm wondering, people must come to you and say, teach me, tell me how to do this. You know, be my mentor, walk alongside me on my path. How, what do you say? <laughs> you know, I, I have, um, well, I'm always honored. I mean, that is such a blessing to help in any way that I can and to encourage people and to be of service to other people's dreams. Um, I've, you know, I've done it through books and I've done it through writing and I've done it through speaking and I've done it through making a movie. And now I'm starting to do that, uh, helping people on a one-to-one basis. Um, in the last, I've been, the last several years, I've, I've been off the grid preparing for this next movement. Uh, but now that I'm I'm getting back on you know back on the ride and and now I'm opening myself up to taking care of other people in that way and so now we have a coaching program and I and I kind of reticent and say the word coaching but it's more of just if people want to actually create something there are plenty of great coaches out there that are there to help people's self esteem and encourage people and whatnot um, those are great I, I, that's not me. Um, I'm really here to help people. If they've got an idea that they actually want to get into the world and they want to find, they want somebody to help remove obstacles and, and be able to help them actually fulfill on a, a single purpose, uh, I can help people do that. And they're able to, and people are coming to me for that. So essentially you're helping the startups to uh, put themselves on the map. Yeah, or, or it doesn't have to be. It's just if, if you want to make a movie, you want to write a book, you want to if you want to do something very specific, and and you want to be in, in you know the whole idea of to know the road ahead. Ask us coming back. I mean, I've been able to to really you know I've been able to do deals with Disney. I've been able to create partnerships with you know corporations that sponsored stuff. I've been able to do tours. I've been able to, you know, there's there's so much information that I've been able to to do, and I've had to kind of do it the hard way. Uh, of, of you know creating it, and so now I have all that information. And so if people are interested in making that happen in their own life, and they've got a really clear vision, and they they're unstoppable, and they're not excuse oriented, and they really want to make something happen, then I'm really a great ally. So, what have you learned most about yourself in this process? Oh, great question. Oh, I, I've learned. Um, You know, I've I've learned humility. Um, I've learned how important it is to love and have love be the thing that governs my life. Um, I've learned uh, the importance of community. And, you know, now I live out, you know, like I said, on an organic farm with people. and, And I just appreciate a tribe, a community, interconnectivity. Um, and just, yeah, you know, 
I'm humbled by the people. I hang out with such smart people and such beautiful people and such caring people and such awesome people. So I just, I've gotten a lot less, um, you know, dewy and more be. <laughs> like I'm just, um, I, I, you know, I just, it's, it's not about, you know, success to me is about a good meal that was actually harvested from the land uh, with people who are just awesome, you know, followed up by people playing music and just, just yeah. love, just love and, and partnership and mm-hmm. creativity and just, just, yeah, I think that I've learned, just I've learned how to love. So speaking of love, being on the road a lot um, must make it challenging for relationships. How do you manage that? Uh, you know, I, I've, I, the last, it, they go, I you know there was that, that great poem, there's a time for every season, and mm. there's a time to plant, there's a time to sow, there's a time to reap, there's a time to all that stuff. And so I've had my share of great loves in my life, and those times I can either be stationary and doing something, and then other times I go on the road, and then some of those, you know, loves come on the road with me, and we yeah. get to experience that. I mean, the last four years, I've been, you know, off the grid, kind of getting ready. So I've, I've just been real patient. Um, the last four years, I moved to the middle of an ocean on a rock, <laughs> uh, which, you know, to the chagrin of many people around me, they, it wasn't a very practical move uh, to, in the business world, but it was, a, it was yeah. a very spiritual move for me to get quiet, meditate, to be in nature, and to and to really tap into my inner wisdom so that I could go out now in the next five years and really be of service to the world. And and when I was there, I was with a beautiful lady, and she was awesome, and we had great time together. And and uh, we just completed that experience with love and gratitude, and then now I'm on another adventure, and she's on another adventure. And so I, it's been it's been wonderful. And I think that's another thing that I've learned being in my community, too, about love is that I, I, the old paradigm used to be that you, you fall in love with somebody, you dig them until you don't, and then you don't like them anymore. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. you have to not like them anymore because it didn't work out. Yeah. And, and then you have to create a whole story and enroll all your friends about who that person was because they weren't good enough or that you weren't. You have to make up this whole thing. And now right. I've learned that, wow, man, people, we're on each other's lives. You know, we're, we're in each other's lives. We're teachers to each other. Woman that I was just with was amazing and kind and thoughtful and supportive mm. and helpful and she taught me about raw food and green smoothies and eating healthy <laughs> and taking care of my body and I got to teach her about following her dream and doing what she loves and speaking her possibility into the world and creating mm. partnerships and even though on a romantic level we struggled sometimes. In the end, there's only love and gratitude and deep respect and and a, and a, and a parting with uh, with with, with uh, just just complete adoration for each other. And I've learned that, that when you end something, you don't have to be um, enemies. You can actually end yeah. with greater love. You know, my brother always said you can tell a lot about a person by how they start things and how they finish things. Mm, and absolutely. now I've learned how to, how to finish things with love. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. I, I love hearing that because, you know, I've always wondered about people who have relationships where they have to completely 
um, discredit that individual when it's complete. And it's like, well, you picked them. <laughs> you picked them. What does it say about you? You know, you're really disrespecting yourself by not still respecting that person. And I love to hear this. That's another part of life you can help teach people, another transformation you can help make in our world is really helping people understand not only how to follow their dream, but how to stand in their own respect for self and for others. And I absolutely felt that from you, Eric, when we met. There was in you not simply a um, a happiness to be on the planet. Absolutely, that came from you. Um, but it was not just a sense of, of, I'm happy because I'm successful. What I really experienced with you was true respect and a respectful being. Um, it, it, was, it was lovely, and you don't always have that. And especially for people who have been successful, it seems to me that what you have managed to do is um, you've managed to maintain your sense of self, even with all of this notoriety and all of this success. And you've managed to not fall into the trap of... um, trying to figure out who other people want you to be and then trying to be that. Would you say that's true? Well, you're, very, you're super sweet. Um, you know, one of the fundamental messages of my life is from Oscar Wilde, and he said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. Yeah, and, <laughs> I love that. And I just, I just believe that. I just believe that... There's, this whole world is just, there's lots of illusions, there's lots of things that um, can get in the way, there's lots of things that can persuade us and manipulate us, and, and if, you know, I met this guy, John Portman, who was a world-renowned architect, and I'd asked him what he would advise um, to tell, you know, my generation and us, you know, as a society, what his concerns were, and he said, you know, we've been labeled many things, the I deserve it, the me generation, the entitlement generation, he said, you know, I what I would call you is the rudderless boat generation because I think you guys have all these beautiful boats and designer sails and you're worried about all this exterior stuff, but you're, most people aren't clear about their rudder and it's the uh-huh. rudder that enables people. It, it, the rudder is what enables a boat to carve through the water without a rudder. Then the boat is at the whim of the element. And so a boat without a rudder drifts, and, you know, he said, look, I think it's important for people to get clear about what it is they stand for, what their values are, what their definitions of things are. You know, our country has a constitution, and whenever we have troubles, we resort back, you know, we revert back to the constitution to figure out who we are in the world. So what is your personal constitution? What is important to you? And I think by taking this journey that I've taken and sat with all these people with great values and great integrity and the ability to know what they stand for, it is oozed over on the me to get really clear about what I stand for in the world, not what other people think I should stand for, but what I personally stand for. What, what does happiness look like for me? What does success look like for me? What, is, what are my guiding principles? Who am I really? And what do I care about? And when I got really clear about that, then my rudder is strong 
and then I can I can go through the world and be me, and even be celebrated for being me. Yeah. Uh, it's not always it's not always popular being me. It's not you know I'm not, I make choices sometimes that the world doesn't understand, um, and I do things that the world doesn't understand. But at the end of the day, I'm being me, and it gives me great great comfort, great 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 solace and great comfort to do that. And so I I'm a big encourager of people to get clear about their rudder now and to know what they are because that's and to be themselves there's there is no other you know i don't know this is a pretty the whole idea of wonder and i think this is a miraculous place i am i am blown away at this place i mean this is a man stands right now i'm in seattle it's there's trees there's flowers right here where i'm standing you know there's the water there is you know, I was joking with some friends the other day. We we're coming up with all these things that we take for granted. Like, you know, it's, you know I just sent a package, you know, in the mail across the world. And I know it's going to get to where I sent it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, that last night we were going out to dinner and there was an ambulance going down the road. And all of a sudden, the entire freeway moved over to the right so the ambulance can pass. That's miraculous. Just that, that, yeah. you know, that we know how to do that, that. Yeah. You know, Google, I can search anything I want at any time, you know, and find anything and do anything. I mean, the world, you know, the, the, the fact that we can plant food and have it grow and we can eat the food that we planted. And it's just, this is a miraculous place. And I'm just, I'm so mm-hmm. in love with it. And it's, it's marvelous. And I think that, that we're here on this planet for, you know, however long we get. And there is no guarantee. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee at all. We could... You really can have a stroke at 28. You really can. Yeah. Uh, you really can get hit by a bus. You really can, you know, all of a sudden get sick. And so whatever happens, man, I, I, I just am a big encourager for people to, to do whatever they need to do to get up in the morning excited and go to bed fulfilled and to be in integrity with their own soul. Because that's, that's the only way I know how to do it. And, and there's two kinds of people in the world. There are people who are in integrity with their own soul and there are people who aren't. And uh, I'm just a big fan of the people that are. Well, Eric, I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> I'm in love with you. I was going to tell my husband that, you know, okay, so now you have competition. Um, but, you know, the good news is, is my husband lives this way, too. So I'm very fortunate to be on this planet and have the experience of um, really the opportunity to live in my own integrity. So I completely understand what you're talking about. Now we are, we have one minute left and people are going to want to know more. We didn't get to talk about your new project. So we're going to have to have you back so that you can tell everybody about your new project. Um, but for now, how can people learn about you and what you're up to? Oh yeah. Thank you. My, uh, my speaking site and my ability to coach site and that kind of thing is Eric Sapperston, uh, dot com. That's E R I C S A P E R S T O N dot com. And then live in wonder, which is L I V E I N W O N D E R live in wonder.com. That is the, that's the whole movement to inspire people to cause, create, and ignite more wonder in the world. Mm-hmm. That's where our new movie and our new show is coming and all the cool things that are happening there. So those two things, liveandwonder.com and ericsapperston.com. And it's been a real privilege to be on your show, Cheryl, and to know you. And thank you, all you listeners. It's been a privilege to share. And if I can ever be of service to anyone, please reach out and say hi and let me know how I can do it. Eric, thank you so much for being here. It's truly a privilege. Now, remember, everyone, to think big. 
the world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.